Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today, we have Sherry Strober. Growing up in California and currently residing in Washington State, Sherry is a mom, a wife, and a grandma. She has written many books and is currently here to talk about her latest book. My birth dad was a writer's brother, My Adoption Journey, which is about her search for her birth family. So, Sherry, you are super welcome to The Relatable Voice. Thank you so much for having me, Lucia. I'm so happy to be here. It's my pleasure, Sherry. Can you tell us what your latest book is about? Yes, um, I actually wrote my adoption journey as I was experiencing it. And um, just being a writer, I just felt that that writing every every moment and every thought down would someday be beneficial and, and I might be able to help others. And so I decided to, to um, publish this book and um, it's been a huge weight off my shoulders, uh, finding out who I was and my background. I mean, my background said I was Dutch, English, Indian, and I'm Swedish and Scottish and Irish. So um, it's just been a wonderful thing for me to do. I'm so glad that I did it. Mm -hmm. And this is a story that is quite interesting, especially as it's nonfiction. I really like nonfiction. Do you feel like not enough people have talked about this subject? Absolutely. There are so many people that um, are so afraid to find their birth family just because they don't want to be rejected. And it's just, you can't have too much love and there's no reason why you shouldn't search because there's so much room in your heart for more. You're not going to love your adoptive family any less, but you know, there's just, it's all about love. That's, that's what life's all about. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent, Sherry. And have you always wanted to be a writer? Yeah, I, I actually think I, did because when I started um, in my childhood, I used to write poems. I wrote a Christmas poem for my family and, and stood in front of the tree. And I kind of stuttered when I had did the, when I said it, but um, as I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, in my teenagehood, um, I did some short stories and I used to write music. Uh, probably wrote about 15 different songs and then it just kind of evolved from there and just I, I just love writing. Yeah, I feel exactly the same. It feels like stress relieved because I can open up all my emotions, feelings, which I can share exactly in person to if anyone. I feel really happy. And what about you? Yes, I do too. It, it, it's, it's a release of some kind, and it just always makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. So, Sherry, you are an adoptee. How did you find out? How did it make you feel? 
Well, I found out um, at a very young age, I don't even remember that my parents always told me I was adopted and I was special and they picked me and, and I was placed in their arms and they knew we were meant to be. And so um, I've always known that. And I, um, I never really worried about it too much uh, growing up in my childhood, except for when people would say, hey, where'd you get that smile? And I, my curt answer was, I don't know, I'm adopted. Mm. And so, you know, I never really thought about it, but it, I did really want to look like somebody. And then, of course, I had my children, and they looked more like my husband. Yeah, my daughter also, she looks like her father. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Yeah, um, it started out when my brother-in-law passed away, um, suddenly of a heart attack. And I thought, my gosh, I don't know anything about my background at all. I have no idea if there's heart disease or diabetes or, or anything in my in my past history. So my dad was able to get me the phone number for the adoption agency. And they sent me a form. And um, I went to the notary, paid $100 and sent it off. And I was able to receive my non-identifying adoption paperwork. I thought it was something very difficult to find out. Well, it, 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 usually. it's usually supposed to take about six months, but um, I was able to get my paperwork back in a couple of weeks, which was kind of neat. Mm. And I would be non-ID. I thought it would just say, this is how much you weighed. You know, this is the time you were born. But it talked about my birth mom, my birth family, my aunts and uncles, my birth dad. And, and just, I mean, blonde hair, blue eyes, six foot two. And mm -hmm. it just it just opened up a whole feeling I never even thought existed. I mean, I thought I was just going to read some paperwork. I had no idea how, how devastatingly uh, deep it was going to make me feel. And you only started investigating for health reasons, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And yeah, and then I... When I got the, my paperwork, I had a big family dinner and um, I had my daughter read the, the adoption paperwork and they're like, what? We're Irish? Oh my gosh, we're Swedish? So they were just blown away by it too. And um, that night after dinner, I, I pulled my daughter into my bedroom and said, I'm going to go search. And she mm -hmm. just you know, kind of gave me a thumbs up and said, go for it. Yeah, I, I think I would do the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned your non-identifying adoption papers. Can you explain to our listeners what that is? Yes. Um, uh, every adoption agency uh, usually has the mother fill out like a survey and um, just a questionnaire that explains just a little bit of the background and, you know, what nationality you are, you know, how many aunts and uncles you have. And so it's never going to expose who your birth family is. It's just for reference. And then also in the paperwork, it, it mentioned that um, neither of my birth parents have uh, tried to contact me, nor will they. So I found out that um, neither of them uh, had wanted to search for me after I was an adult. But, you know, back in the day, in the 50s, late 50s, man, they you know, it was a, it was a taboo to have a baby out of wedlock. And so uh -huh. I think, you know, once, 
once they adopted me out, you know, that was the end of that story. And luckily, I was adopted out to a beautiful family. And Sherry, how long did it take for you to find your birth parents? Well, that was another thing that they said it would take like a six months, a year, if ever. And so I contacted the Search Angels of California online and gave them my non-identification paperwork. And within two weeks, they found my birth mom and family. And then they said, because my birth dad was not born in California, they came up with two, um, two names. It was Ralph L. Hatfield and Robert L. Hatfield. So I had my mom's information and then I just needed to find my dad's information. And Sherry, what did you do next? I cried a bunch, of course. <laughs> and then I kind of laughed and because I'm thinking, this is so crazy. And then I got nervous. And my husband actually called my birth mom um, because I, I, I couldn't bring myself to do that. And he called her and, and said, hey, did you have a, a daughter in, on this date? And she said, yes. And she said, well, um, she would like to talk to you if that's okay. And so um, when I got home from work one night, um, I got to talk to my birth mom and it was really cool. And she was very kind and, and we talked for a good hour. So it was a good thing. And what was your reaction when you saw your dad's picture? Oh, that was crazy. So I, I, um, I decided to search for um, Bobby Lee Hatfield instead mm -hmm. of just because I, I just picked the name Bobby. And so the first high school I chose was Anaheim Union High School. So I typed in Robert Lee Hatfield and then um, it came up and then I clicked on the picture and it said, it said Robert Lee, Bobby Hatfield of the Righteous Brothers. And then when I clicked on the picture, it was, it was like I was looking at myself. It was a picture of me without makeup. And I knew at that exact moment that he was my dad. Wow, I'm having goosebumps. That's an amazing story. Yeah, so, I just got goosebumps too, and it's been 15 years. <laughs> and what advice do you have to anyone who's thinking about finding their birth parents? Well, I just think it's the most wonderful thing in the world. Um, I would tell anybody and everybody to please go find your birth family because, as I said before, there you can never have too much love. It's that's what life is about. And if you're rejected, if they don't want you, you still you have your family around you that you've always had so you, you don't have anything to lose right yeah absolutely and there are so many times in life that things that we want are hard to get but that doesn't mean that you have to give up yeah i mean you have nothing to lose either you know i mean it, it might be heartbreaking i mean I've, i went through a roller coaster ride but i would never ever not do it. I mean, if I had a chance to do it all over again, I'd be all over it. And so I think anybody that wants to search for their birth family should do it. There's, I, there's so many um, people out there that have found their families. I belong to so many adoption groups and it just, it gets me teary eyed to, to have, to see the reunions and, and tears in their eyes and, and having a brother, a half brother or a full brother look just like you. It's just so cool. And this is not an easy decision and you were very strong to go and search. Yeah. And Sherry, in your book, you talk about your adopted family's reaction to you wanting to find your birth family. 
how did that affect your relationship with them? When my mom, you know, she she was really against it. She said it would open up a can of worms. And I'm like, you know, no, mom, I'm just trying to get my non-ID. And, and so I had mentioned it again to her. And she says, you know, that they gave you up and they have no right. And, and I have all the rights and you're mine. And I understand that. And so when I did go ahead and find my birth family, I did not let my parents know. So they, they never knew. They were elderly. And mm -hmm. so... Um, I just, you know, I just didn't want to put any burden on them. Um, so that was my secret. Sherry, I agree that writing is one of the best forms of therapy. What were the challenges that you faced writing a nonfiction book based on your life in comparison to writing science fiction? Yeah, well, writing fiction, it's it's just exciting. It's a huge adventure. And, and you're just, you know, you're looking around the corners, what else can I add to the story? And then when you come up with something great, it's just so gratifying. Um, writing the nonfiction and my journey, um, it was, it was, it was gratifying, but it was actually quite scary because I was just putting my heart right out there for everybody to read. And uh, before I published my Birth Dad was a Righteous Brother, nobody read it. My husband didn't read it. My kids didn't read it. It was just too personal to me until I realized, you know what? I need to get it out there because there's other people out there that are going through what I went through and wondering, should I, should I find my family? And so that's why I did it. But it, yeah, it was, um, it was a lot of highs and a lot of lows. But it, I'm just, I'm so glad I did it. I'm sure you are going to help many people, Sherry, because maybe many people will be inspired by you. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. And, and I, it, I just hope for their sake that they, that they go ahead and, and take the journey and, and find their family. Mm -hmm. And as someone that has been through the foster system and someone who has been adopted what advice do you have to people who are considering become foster parents or adopting themselves? Oh, I just, I think it's wonderful. There's so many kids out there that need adopting. And um, there's just so many wonderful people that, that can share the love. So yeah, any, any adoptive, any people that are thinking about adopting, I think it's just the most brave thing to do also. I mean, good for you. Take mm -hmm. care of these kids. There's too many. So yeah, I think it's, it would be wonderful. And what do you think could be improved in the adoption world or foster care system? Well, I think that um, everybody has a right to their own birth certificate. I've never been able to get mine. And um, I think that we have a right to know who we are, what our background is, what our medical background is. And I just, I think it's just important that um, an open relationship with birth family and adoptive family would be, I just think that would be the best idea. And, and uh, just let us know who we are, you know, let everybody know who they really are. And, and I think that would make life better. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a unique situation for someone to find out their birth parent to be a celebrity. So how do you feel if you ever hear his voice or his music? You know, it, it's so crazy because I, you know, I grew up with Unchained Melody and I have a kind of a fun story that I've shared. I 
I used to um, I used to cry at this one song called Rock and Roll Heaven. It was it was a Righteous Brothers song in uh, I think it was 1974. I was about 16 years old and and Bobby Hatfield, my birth dad, would sing There's a Spotlight Waiting No Matter Who You Are. And every time I would tear up and, and I, I mean, it, it would choke me up every time. And my girlfriends were thinking I was just this little crazy woman and they never understood why I'd be crying at that one little sentence, but I did. And now I just know, you know, it's because he was my dad. Wow. This is not a coincidence. No, That's not a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence, by the way. I know that I used to, cry a lot when I was watching Ghost, the movie, and yeah. I watched it at least 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sherry, maybe music is genetic after all, because you mentioned you wrote songs as a teenager. So it seems fitting that your birth father was a famous musician. Can you share with us your favorite story that you've heard? I hear little snippets from people. Um, there's this one um, time where they were singing at a concert and, and there was a, a young special needs child that was watching and Bobby went down during Unchained Melody and kissed him on the cheek and walked back up and I guess gave him a wink and, and um, at later gave him an autograph and, and they, the person that related that story just said this is just one of hundreds and hundreds of stories he was just a kind wonderful man and just treated everybody beautifully and uh sherry what's the next what's next for you you told me you are are going to publish a series of children's books as well yes i'm looking for a publisher um i need to find an illustrator, but I have, I have the 12 books complete. I also um, wrote a sci-fi thriller called Twin Shivers and um, it's completely edited. So of course I'm looking for rep representation on that. And then um, I have a really cool story that I'm writing uh, that takes place in Northern Italy. And the name of the book will be called Dragon Bone. And it's just really exciting. It's going to be a fun thing. And, and I'm just having a lot of fun doing that. And that's what I'm up to. Wow, you are doing a lot. How do you have time and energy for that? I don't, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just force it. You know, there's there's sometimes like I, I've got to jump back on the Dragon Bone book because, um, you know, I, and it's usually the middle of the night that I come up with ideas and I have to jump up and write them down. But um, I just, you know, I just try to fit everything in. Um, most important thing in my life is my, my family, you know, and mm -hmm. getting together with my kids and my grandkids. So... Uh, they're my priority, and then writing after that, and then just enjoying life. And Sherry, where can our listeners find you and your book? Well, in your and books. Yeah, <laughs> I, my, my birth dad was a righteous brother, can be found on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, you could find me on Facebook, backslash Sherry Strobach. And uh, Instagram, and I'm I'm in the various spots and LinkedIn, and so yeah, I'm I'm hoping that I'm I can find a publisher or a literary agent that will uh, want to read my book and uh, and then have me be part of their family. Hopefully, you'll find a publisher, and we'll be able to publish your sci-fi thriller. Yeah, 
Twin Shivers soon and you are very welcome to participate again on the podcast and and thank you for your time. I really appreciate our talk. Well, that is so kind. Thank you so much. I really loved being on here. You are most welcome. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.